Welcome to the Skill Stadium, a podcast for the skilled trades, where you can learn about the opportunities and benefits of working in the skilled trades from business owners, hiring managers, and the hardworking, talented professionals. And now, your host, Keith Williams. Hi, Keith Williams here with the Skill Stadium podcast, episode 54. Thank you for tuning in. I have a great episode for you today. We are going to talk about how you make a successful career change. And I have a guest that's going to talk about that. We're going to be also talking about the benefits of becoming an electrician. And you are going to hear this from the perspective of someone who's fairly new to the industry. My guest today is a first-year electrical apprentice with IBEW Local 105 in Hamilton, Ontario. She started her apprenticeship in January 2020, right before the pandemic. Wow, that must have been an experience. Her background is in project management and marketing companies. This is her second career. She wanted a career that would allow her to support herself and her son, and she decided to look into construction. She was inspired by other women in the trades and now wants to help inspire the next generation. She is now working on she when she's not working, she likes to hang out with her eight-year-old son at the skate park or reading in the book club of the month. Please welcome Darcy Spiteri to the Skill Stadium Podcast. Darcy, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Darcy's skate park. Is that rollerblading <laughs> or ice skating? I gotta ask you that because you're in Hamilton, Ontario. So it's uh it's more like scooter. Scooters. Two-wheel scooters, uh, sometimes a skateboard, but mostly the scooter. Okay. Now, you know, I I grew up... All right. (laughs) Who's on the... Are you on the scooter or is your son on the scooter? Or both of you on the scooter? No, just him. He's made me try, but (laughs) I'm I'm too paranoid that I'm going to fall and break something. Nah, nah. You fall, you get back up. Uh, let, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in Montreal, Quebec, okay. Canada, so I'm Canadian just like yeah. you. I grew up playing hockey, so you know I have to ask you about your son playing hockey. He has not played hockey. He's more baseball. That's um, good. Yeah, and he does. There's uh, actually a woman in our area here, and she does skipping. Okay. So like rope. Excellent. And so he started doing that, and I also – decided that I wanted to take up skipping to more like just it's such a good workout and and it's like a almost like freestyle skipping okay come up with these routines and my son's really into dance like he's cool yeah love it he's got you know what? And, and no broken bones no injuries no surprisingly not and yet he can and he can do that anywhere because the skipping rope is actually the skipping rope is a wicked workout. I've done that just working out. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's no joke. I bought no. a skip rope a couple of years ago and it's pretty serious. Yeah. I think a lot of people have really gotten into it with COVID too, because they can do it at home yes. and it is such a great workout. And it like, we would like at the beginning of our class, we would do five minutes of straight jump rope. And by the end of that, you're just, you're white. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. I'm, I have a lot of respect for that. And yeah. anything that keeps an eight-year-old active, yes. particularly during the pandemic, yeah. got to believe that's golden. I got to believe yeah. that's that's a good thing. 
<laughs> he has a lot of energy, so it's good for him. To- yes, and I and I take my hat off to you because it's a lot of work being a parent during this pandemic. So yeah. I know, and especially eight years old, that eight year old boy that you know yeah. they're active. Yeah, I, I have two kids. My son is thirteen. My daughter is ten. So it's a lot of work. Boys yeah. are active, and at that age, this is what I, he does. I, I, <laughs> I like see it. I see it. I, I I like that. Did he ever get into Transformers? Ah. Uh, he wasn't really into Transformers. Um, okay. He's really into, like, why can't I think of what? Like, dinosaurs. He loves the Harry Potter stuff. We read the I first, like that. first two books. He just likes, like, he always is changing. The whole, the Lego stuff, it, the hidden. Lego's good. Type. Yeah. So he he loves to just, he, do, he does puzzles, and he's really good with that kind of stuff. So I always creative. thought. Yeah, he's a creative Tell sure. you creatives will do something special. We need creatives. Yes. Anything cool that we have, somebody creative built it. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> so it, we need them. Yeah. Tell me, uh, Darcy, what kind of child were you growing up, and how did that shape you into the woman you are today? Ooh, what kind of child was I? I, you know what? I was a very stubborn child, and I think looking back on things now, I like. there's one story where we went snowboarding when I was in grade nine, I think. And I had always been a skier and I really wanted to try snowboarding and I just couldn't get it. And instead Mm -hmm. of trying and trying and trying, I just, I'd go up to the hill and I had lessons and I just sat there and I'm like, I'm not going down. And I, I think back on it now and I see that person and I'm like, if I had it just, kept pushing forward, I would have probably had so many more skills that I could have had. And I kind of think about that too, like in my apprenticeship now, I'm more, I'm more determined to do things. And I I feel like I have more drive thinking about what I missed out on as a child. Sure. Like, no, I always, that makes, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it's kind of, it sounds kind of bad, but I, and I did a lot of things. Like I always kind of jumped from like, I, I never kind of found one thing that I loved. So I dabbled in a lot of different things. And I think as I've grown up, I've gotten more streamlined into something that I love, like with, with the apprenticeship. And I like to craft too. I'm a big crafty person. So I've been doing a lot of craft stuff. Cool. Cool. I also feel that, you know, in this day and time, where you start is not where you're going to end. Yeah. We're going to have multiple careers. Our interests are going to change you know, you're going to change who you are as a person, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. These are all different stages of your life. You're not going to be the same person you were 10 years ago, I'm sure. So perfectly normal. You know, your interests are going to change. That's, you know, I I was reading something where the average young person today, like kids today who are in school right now are going to have Mm -hmm. seven different careers. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I heard. And, And there are a lot of careers that that don't even exist that they're going to be doing. Cause you see how a lot of things are changing with technology. Yeah. Uh, there, there are people who have, who have a business who help people get guests for podcasts. That wasn't really? ever a business. Yeah, yeah. There's like so many different industries. We have influencers, right. On yeah. social media yeah. that didn't exist a couple of years ago. So perfectly normal that you're going to, you're going to change careers and you are a prime example. You're somebody who changed careers. Yeah. You know, when did you know that, the path for, I know you were a graphic designer before. How did you know that was no longer a fit for you? When did you, when did that hit you? Um, well, I think in high school, I 
had in my head, I wanted to be a graphic designer. And when I was in high school, a lot of the technology programs were really pushed. Like trades were never, they never were brought up as an option. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I actually did a program, like I went to Seneca College and they had a, it was a digital media technical production is what the name of the class was. And I had in my head, I wanted to do more design and there wasn't a lot of design in that program. So my dad was going through transition of his own and he had been in marketing and worked in the corporate world and wanted to start his own business. So he actually ended up take, getting a franchise for a print shop. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, you know what, this is perfect. It's down the line of what I wanted to do. I could do the graphic design. And once you're in it, I think mm-hmm. I re- that's when I realized it wasn't what I wanted to do. I liked to be creative and design for myself, but when you have other people telling you, no, I don't like that design. I didn't, I didn't like that sure. uh, feedback. So I, from there, it just kind of, it was good to work at the print shop because I had so much more visibility on different careers that were out there that I didn't even know about in high school. Mm-hmm. Was it challenging working with your dad? You know, because that's obviously it's family. Yeah, it, it it can be a bit challenging. It is hard to have your dad as your boss and then we sure. we'd always be together, right? Like there, it's, it's hard to cut off work and home. Yes. But it was, uh, it was definitely good to have that experience when I did. I'm very sure. grateful. Yeah. Sure. You know what I also say is, you know, you got to, you've got to try different things. I'm not sure what stage that was in your life, but I think as you're in your twenties, you know, in, in your younger years, because you said basically it was good at that time. But in your younger years, it's always good to try different things out. And exactly, yeah. You, you've got to explore because it's the only way you're going to find out what you really want and what you know what you really want to do. At mm-hmm. least at this stage and this season in your life. Yeah, and I think that's what's really good about social media right now is because you have access to people that are in those industries where. In high school, it was like you would have co-op programs and that's how you could kind of see what the job was that you were interested in and see if it was really once you're in it that you like it. But I think just having social media and people, they're so open to talking to you about their career, which I think is amazing. And I I think that's one thing I would say to anyone that's looking to research careers is to look for people that are in those industries. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And, and you, you even said it as introducing you, you wanted to, you know, inspire other, other people to mm-hmm. pursue these, these trades. And so I'm sure you're somebody who'd be open to talking and helping the next generation. So yeah. you need more people like you <laughs> <laughs> because uh, these young people, they, they need help. They need guidance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I did a virtual career fair today for a local high school and it's, it's really exciting. If you have an opportunity to do something like that, I would highly recommend it. It's just, there's a good feeling, especially when the young people are asking you questions. They were very nervous to ask questions. You really have to engage them. And what they did was yeah. we had a chatter, we had a, a chat box. And once it was like, oh. they didn't have to speak in front of everybody. They just started typing questions at the yeah. end of the presentation. And I also gave them my phone number. I don't know if that was a good idea, but <laughs> <laughs> that that could come back to bite me. But, you know, I said, hey, uh, well, the organizer was saying, asked me if I could do that. And I'm like, I mean, I'd be a real jerk to say no. Yeah. She asked. I was like, 
uh, yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. So um, I feel this way. If you're in high school and you're bold enough to call me or text me, I'm going to respond. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta help Absolutely. you because that I respect that because yeah. I know that's not easy. And yeah. like I said, these kids were typing answers. So if you get a chance, I'm not sure what the deal is with local schools in your area. Yeah. They have like, when they have career days, get involved in that. Cause yeah. I'm sure you, you have a lot to share Yeah, and, and a lot of value you can bring and you can, I'm sure touch some lives. I actually have a, on the end of this month, I'm talking with grade seven and eight. But oh, awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a virtual one. It, yeah. uh, I have to find out now how it's going to be since they're going to be at home now because all the schools are going to be virtual learning, but I'm assuming sure. it could still be the same. But so it'll be about, they said anywhere from 4,500 to 5,300 students that Whoa. are across the school board. Wow. Um, and they're ha- they just have a whole bunch of tradespeople coming in to do, like I'm doing like a 20 minute block of my okay. career and, and talking with them. So I'm really excited for that because that's that Good was stuff. Kind of my goal. Good stuff. Yeah. I would recommend one thing I would say, if you yeah. can have a story, yeah. have at least one story to tell. Okay. That keeps them engaged. Yeah. Whatever okay. you could think of, just think of a story, something that happened and something, just a story as opposed to facts. Okay. I find that that really engages them. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to think about that. I have to write out. Yeah. I know you'll come up with something. Yeah. So I uh, wanted to say, you know, this is your uh, second career because mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you made a transition from your, uh, from being a graphic designer. Can you tell me how, because career change is not easy. It's challenging. No. Can you tell me how your experiences in your previous career helped you to make this transition? So I was lucky enough to get a grant to go back to school. So that's that kind of solidified the transition for sure. So I was living and working in Toronto and that was I think it got to a point where as a single mom just I expensive. needed yeah, it's Toronto's so expensive. expensive. My and, brother lives in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's getting more and more expensive. Yes. Um but I had this chance to get this grant and in it, the industry that I was in, it was very hard to find work out of the city. And I had tried, I was like, I'm going to move back home, see if I can find something in my area. And that just, I ended up back in Toronto working and commuting from farther away. And it was just like, I can't do this. I'm waking up before my son gets up. I'm home as he's going to bed. And it just, it wasn't, there was no quality of life there. So Um, I had heard about this grant and it had very specific requirements to be able to qualify. So you had to have been laid off and then you would have had to have taken a contract position. So I ended up working for an animation company that went into receivership. So everyone was laid off. And then I took a mat leave position for a shredding company as an admin. And I was like, okay, finally, I have this chance. I actually qualify for it. And then I was able to sit down and really think about what I wanted to do. And it was almost like, I just kind of said it as a joke. I'm like, oh, I should just be an electrician. But then it actually sparked something. (laughs) And I was just like, why not? Why can't I be in construction? I really enjoyed, like I would do small projects like with my dad and woodworking. And I had one thing I was like, I wanted to put dimmer switches in. That was like my biggest thing that I wanted to do. And then I'm like, okay, let's, I started looking into the trades and just saw so many stories of women in trades and just got so inspired that way and and was like, yes, I'm going to do this. And it's just kind of gone from there. And I have not been happier. Excellent. 
Darcy, one of the things I admire is that you went back to school after being out of school for a few years. You know, you didn't yes. just not like you were in school last year, you were in high school or college, you know, like yeah. a couple of years you were out of school. Yeah. And I know that's not easy. I went back to school myself. No. Can you share some of the challenges and share how you got through it? Because it's not easy to do that. Yeah. So and it and it was it was a totally different industry too. Like I didn't do a lot of my math and science because I was going down an arts road sure. in high school. And I oh, hadn't yeah. been in school for 10 years, I think. And sure. that, that's a long time. And yes. I'm so grateful that I did the, the pre-apprentice because mm. I needed that refresher. And it was hard though. It was when I went into it, I was like, I'm going to be top of my class. I'm going to be the best one there is there. And it just kind of hit me in the face. Like I, it was so much harder than I imagined it would be, but I have a very good support system. And like my best friend, I remember sitting outside one day of class and I was just like, I can't do this. And she's like, Darcy, like put your big girl pants on. You can do this. And just having somebody in your life that is there to push you when you need it the most, I definitely have that and I'm very lucky and I just kind of went through and I'm like you know what I I'm gonna do my best and and I'm gonna get through it and now I I'm glad that I did that because I'm gonna have to do everything over again so it was like a refresher but I think I I have more of that drive and and that want and the the union saw that in my interview I think and uh, I'm willing to do extra work to to brush up on any of the math and they have tutors. So I know that I'm going to put that extra effort in when I need to. Sure. What is the profile of people that you're seeing around you as you're studying? Uh, Are you seeing a lot of young people, mid-career people? Um, What does it look like in the classroom there? Just kind of curious. In my pre, the pre-apprentice that I did? The pre-apprentice program. Yes. It was mostly younger. Okay. And there was, I think, two of us that were around the same age. Okay. But yeah, it was a lot of younger kids. I also think that those kids could have learned a lot from you and the other person just because of your life experience. So yeah. Yeah. uh, And like, and just like being out in the workforce before and seeing what that's like, I think those are some skills that I definitely will bring forward in my, in my apprenticeship and my career because I, I did a lot of project management. So Mm -hmm. I think that's, definitely going to help me. Yeah. I, I feel like if I were an employer and I were hiring somebody, I'd want to hire you just because you have life experience. You yeah. understand. Yeah. <laughs> They're just things you're going to understand that no offense against those younger people. Yeah. That they're, that they're just not going to get. They'll get eventually in a couple of years yeah, from now. Exactly. But I mean, right away yeah. is a value that you bring. Yeah. And I hope you know that. I just wanted to kind of just reiterate that. Yeah. You know? So Talk to me about, so have you, you know, you've been on this journey. What have you learned about yourself? You know, because this, this has been challenging, you know, you're a single mom and um, you're balancing all this and it's a new career, but what have you learned about yourself through this? I think I've learned that I'm stronger than I think I am <laughs> All right. mentally, physically too. I've, I've worked really hard. Um, I've had a lot of good feedback from my journeyman that I've worked with previously, just saying that that I put in extra effort and I'm I'm someone that they could count on. But I think just looking back at who I was in my younger days, I think I've proven to myself that I can do things that I think 
may seem a bit hard, but yeah. When you're finished, by the way, will you be able to work close to home or do they, do you have kind of any leeway in deciding where you'll get to work when you finish your apprenticeship or is it just wherever you apply and get accepted? A little bit. So we, with the union, we have, um, we have a job board where we bid on jobs. So I don't have to take the next job that comes up. I can actually see where they're located. Like right now I'm only 20 minutes, 25 at most from home, which is amazing. Um, so if, I do have the option to choose and then mm. I th- it'll still be the same once I'm licensed as well. Excellent. But I think the jobs kind of are never really in the same spot. They're always, even if you're with one company, they, they work so at so many different locations. So. Sure. Well, they have hopefully flexible hours because I, I know Toronto traffic. I, I'm very familiar with Hamilton. Uh, matter of fact, I went to school at Peterborough Trent university. Peterborough, oh, really? Ontario. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've, family in Mississauga. Like I said, my brother lives in Toronto. Yeah. So I know that the 401 is nuts. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> that's why that's why I was asking that. And, and I just know quality of life. If you can get a job in like Oakville, yes. Mississauga yeah. area, that's right in your backyard. Yeah. I think you'll be good. Yeah. You know, and with and the Hamilton Union, I'm kind of, if I end, I'm, I'm a little bit more East than Hamilton. Okay. So if I do have to go in, I'm going against traffic, which was the good yes. thing on my first job. I was against traffic and it just, I've been lucky with the two placements that I've had. So I haven't had more than a half an hour drive. Oh, good. Cause yeah. everybody's driving into Toronto. Exactly. Yeah. So you're driving away. I'm All right. That's smart. <laughs> you're going opposite way. All right. That works. I understand. Yeah. All right. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Let me ask you this. Did you have like, as you're going through this, cause I do believe that the relationships you build are going to make a big difference in your career. Have you had a mentor or somebody who's been a good big influence on you or that's been able to help you out through through this journey? Yes. I me and Shannon are very close. Shannon Tomasco. I know Shannon. Yeah. I interviewed her on my podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I she's we're in the same union and we're actually cool. on the same job site right now, which is wow. so amazing. Wow. Yeah. All right. It it was crazy how it happened. And she's just been like, it's, it's, I think it was, it's so important to have other females in the industry that you can talk to just to say how your day was and they can understand what you're going through on the job site. Um, But she has just been such a positive influence as well. And I've had other journeymen on my other job that have been very supportive and they're always like, if you have questions, let me know. And they were always there to like the learning from them was so much easier. Like I never felt scared to work with them and, and they always helped in that way. And and I think moving through my apprenticeship, I'll probably see them on some other jobs, which will be amazing. And I think it's important for you, for those like journeymen that are willing to take the time to teach and uh, keep them close and be able to stay in contact with them. Definitely. So tell me something, you know, we have a skills gap, a lot of people retiring. And and, and I I know I ask this question a lot of my guests, because I do think it's important that we that we address this. How do we close the skills gap? How do we get more people into the skill trades? I think it's like the visibility of it for women in trades. I think that's why I think it's so important to do these podcasts and to be showcasing my career and show what I'm learning and and what I'm getting from it. And I think also just talking to more of the kids in high schools and and telling 
the stories of what it's like and trying to inspire that way. Because I don't, I, I think when I was in high school, for sure, there I never saw any presentations on the trades. And sure, um, but I think it's just talking to the kids and giving them the information that they have so they can see all the jobs that are out there. Definitely. And I also think we do need to get more women into the skilled trades. I mean, they make up, you know, under 10%. And I think you've heard of kick-ass careers, Jamie McMillan. So I think she's doing some great work. Shannon, I believe is also an ambassador there. You're, you're doing some great work. So I think that that'll definitely change the narrative. Yeah. And I think social media is definitely helping with because everybody has access to that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't underestimate what these young people are watching on social media. No. They're picking stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has your son gotten on social media yet or is he? Uh, I know he, he's kind of young. He likes to watch YouTube. That's his name. Yes. But he hasn't. He likes to do like he'll if I have my Snapchat, he likes to do the faces and stuff like that. But he cool. hasn't fully gotten into the whole social media. Give it a few years, it's coming. I know. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Just make sure you're savvy because you definitely want to be on top of what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> definitely. So, you know, I was looking over your LinkedIn profile and notice, you know, you started working in you grew up probably before the emergence of social media. Yeah. If I, if I could say that. Yeah. How do you feel social media has affected how you work? You know, because you have a skill set of being able to relate, build relationships with people, you know, interpersonal skills, because you grew up before the, you're not somebody who, who is sitting on a phone and can't communicate and talk with people. Yeah. But I, I think- you have those skills. So how has social media affected how you do everything now? I don't know if it's really affected how I do things. I think one of the things that I learned when I went into the work world is, is that relationship building is very important. Just being able to talk to people, ask for help when you need it, reach out to your network. But I think LinkedIn has been a great place to network in that way and see other people in the trades. But with Instagram, like I've met so many other women in trades that I never would have I've met because of the distance of where they are and we're sure. all so close now like we have our group chat of like just girls from different trades different countries and it's so amazing to have that reach where mm-hmm. in pre like before social media was there you're you're limited to where you're living and working right yeah but it's just it's been amazing instagram is such a positive space and i'm so grateful to have that for sure yeah also i think we're on a podcast today talking yeah. to you and i just because of linkedin and yeah and those social media tools i i really appreciate it because i came up a time like i said didn't have that yeah and, you know if you have like if you have good interpersonal skills social media just really helps yeah because like i said you connect with people you would never connect with and with something like video you can see the person you can see their expression you get to know them better I find that I've built better relationships with people just through the yeah, podcast. Yeah. And so I, I, I just, I see a value on it because I just, I didn't grow up with it. So I know. Yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> so I can really appreciate it. Do you have a platform that I know I see you on LinkedIn? Yeah. Pretty active on LinkedIn. Yeah. Do you have a platform that you prefer? I like LinkedIn as well as Instagram. I have my sparks to sparkles Instagram and I recently got Clubhouse, so I need to learn more about what is happening with that. (laughs) 
Clubhouse is, is it's just, it's chatter. It's, it, it's, um, like I a think live it's podcast? instant connection. It's a live, it's like a live podcast. Yeah. That's great analogy. Okay. All right. Great analogy. I'll look you up and we'll connect. Yes. I'll make sure I'll, I'll follow you. Yeah. But yeah, it's, you can pick your rooms based on topics that you think are relevant to you. Okay. And then you can connect with the people through their Instagram. So you can't connect directly. So you can follow them. They can follow you, but you can only communicate with them through Instagram message. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's how it works. So it's not like you can direct message somebody on it. And the only way you can talk to them is if you're in a room and you're on stage and you have to get invited Invited on stage. Okay. Yeah. So it it is a little different, but um, it's, it's a, it's a good place to be. I would, you know, like pick your rooms and then connect mm-hmm. with people through Instagram and then connect with them through LinkedIn. And then, you know, then you can yeah. have a direct communication with them. I'm curious what, like, if there's any trade specific rooms or. I haven't, honestly, I haven't seen that. I've, and yeah. I've been on there a few times. Yeah. I've seen a lot of entrepreneur rooms, a lot okay. of business rooms. There are a lot of social rooms too. Like, so people who date or people who just like social topics sometimes that you would never even think of, you know? So it's whatever personal topics people want to want to have. I've seen celebrities on there. (laughs) So it's, uh, it's quite fascinating. You just have to find your tribe, I guess, you know? So, um, or you can create your own room too. Yeah, Yeah. There you go. You can create your own room. The challenge is you've got to be able to be able to let people know, Hey, I'm going to be here at this time, this specific day and time. So then it's live. So yeah. everybody has to come at that day and time that you're going to be hosting the room. Yeah. So you me, know. Shannon, and we have another girl, Andrea, who we met on Instagram and we've started, right. we call ourselves the resistor sisters. So we're trying to I like that. <laughs> resistor sisters. We need a little clubhouse. Yeah. That's how we can. Well, let me know if you guys start a room, I'm going to jump in there. Yeah. And we can chat. I, yeah. I, I'd love to do that. I, like I said, I had Shannon on my podcast. I did a um, day in the life interview with her. Yeah. We're, we're connected on Facebook too. So yeah, yeah I, I follow Shannon. Yeah. I'm very familiar with her. Very familiar with Jamie. Yeah. It's a small world. It is. <laughs> it's a small world. Shannon has been very helpful to me. So has Jamie. Yeah. They've made a lot of introductions. And so um, I've just met a lot of really cool people in the skill trades. A lot of women actually. Yeah. And, and I'll be, I'll be honest, women are so much more helpful when, when I want to do these podcasts and day in the life interviews. Yeah. Women are so much more willing to jump on board because at the end of the day, I always tell people the purpose of what we're doing here, it's, it's to help our young people. Yeah. I'm not selling this. I'm not trying to make money. It's just, I just want young people to know about these professions mm-hmm. and they have to hear from people, not me because yeah. I don't work in it. <laughs> they got to hear from somebody who's done it. Yeah. So people have to be willing to help. And I'm amazed. Like I do these day in the life interviews and I've had people and the day in the life interviews are easy. It's literally five minutes. I tell people here, here's why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had one guy ask me, how much do I get paid for it? I'm like, you're talking for six minutes to help kids. You want me to, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, like I, I'll ask him like, would you help a kid give him advice or would you charge him for six minutes? Of your t- like, what are you going to charge him? Like, how do you even get paid to give somebody advice? Like, what am I going to give you? $20? Yeah. You know, like, okay, here's $20. What are you going to do with that? Now you're rich. You know, like, yeah. So I always, it always, I always tell people, Hey, here's why we're doing it. Yeah. Do you see a value in helping kids? It's a yes or a no. 
And I get some people who don't want to say, no, I don't see a value in it. So they say, maybe I'm like, no, that's a polite no. Yeah. I'm like, look, we got it. We got some young people. We want to help them learn about what you're doing. It's going to take six minutes. I always make it easy. I always tell them the interview is literally six minutes. Yeah. The time you're taking to read your email and ask me questions, the interview is done. It's six minutes. Yeah. I had a guy who did an interview. He was on his way to lunch, did the interview. I said, that's how easy it was. The guy literally, he's an elevator operator. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm off to lunch. Blah, 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 blah. I'm Because I, I sent him the questions in advance. Why are you doing what you did? Tell me this. Da, da, da. What do people make? Blah, 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 blah. Literally five minutes. Boom. He's like, we're done. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. You know, as I say, we're targeted. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely let me know when you're going to be on um, Clubhouse. On, on Clubhouse. Yeah. That'd be great. All right. Whoa, we got a little sidetrack there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Final question. Yeah. Share one lesson you've learned that you think can help young women who are entering the skilled trades. I think. When it comes to the trades, it can be very discouraging to get into it. It can take a long time. Like my my full start to starting to research it and get into it and to when I started my apprenticeship was about two years. So I think okay. it can seem a little bit discouraging, but I would say it's worth it. Like I'm glad I did my pre-apprentice and I'm glad that I stuck with it and, and went through and the the benefit of it and i think the long term of it all is is so worth it excellent darcy tell us how people can find you so they can find me on linkedin as darcy spiteri and also on instagram sparks to sparkles and now clubhouse (laughs) sparks to sparkles those are probably the best like if anyone wants to reach out and message me with any advice i also have a web page sparks number two sparkles kind of hard to say it if i is there somewhere you would link it yeah i'll link it in the notes so i'll put in the episode notes i just wanted you know for people listening you know that they could uh, take the information down but i'll definitely have it in the notes okay so instagram's probably the the best sparks to sparkles and they'll be able to find me by probably my my name my full name or or that excellent well darcy thank you so much for being on the show please stay in touch And I will definitely be following you. And I'm looking forward to uh, getting in one of your clubhouse rooms. Yes, awesome. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Skill Stadium. It would mean so much if you left a review on iTunes and told your family and friends about the podcast.